Welcome to Malicious Mamas, a podcast dedicated to an all-female perspective on lore, legends, and the creatures of the insomnia-driven fears you have at 3am. I'm your host, Nikki Mandiola. Listeners, what a week it has been. For those of you who follow the show on social media, you'll know my back went out, which essentially put me out of podcast commission or moving properly as a whole for that matter. I am now feeling much better and am super happy to be back in action. Adding on to the good news, last week was our one year anniversary. I cannot believe I've been working on the show for a whole year. So in honor of the anniversary, I have set aside a tale I've been wanting to get into for a while. It's got mysterious encounters, a captured apparition, and a spot in Life magazine. So, without further ado, let's get down to the business. This week's topic is the Brown Lady of Raymond Hall. Our tale takes us to Norfolk, England, where the apparition of a woman haunts the premises of Raymond Hall. The spirit was named after the brown brocade dress she has been spotted wearing once encountered. So far, this tale seems like a typical ghost haunting a grand estate type of situation, but it's what happened in 1936 when Country Life magazine visited Raynham Hall that made the story the most famous haunting in the UK at the time. We'll get into that a bit later on. For now, let's learn who exactly this spirit was during her lifetime. Legend claims that the woman doomed to haunt the corridors of Raynham Hall is, without a doubt, Lady Dorothy Walpole, who lived from 1686 to 1726. Walpole was the sister of Great Britain's first Prime Minister, Robert Walpole, and the second wife of statesman Thomas Townsend. Townsend was apparently known for his violent temper, which leads us into Dorothy's unfortunate fate. Dorothy was carrying on an affair with Lord Wharton, a politician and nobleman notorious for his lifestyle of debauchery. When Townsend discovered this fact, he became enraged. One of the rumors following this discovery claims that Townsend killed Dorothy as revenge. Another rumor, which is believed to be the true outcome, has Dorothy facing an equally grim future. Townsend supposedly faked Dorothy's funeral and locked her away in rooms of the hall. There, she would remain unheard of or seen for the rest of her days until she died of smallpox. The first sighting of her spirit was more than 100 years after her death at a Christmas party held at the hall in 1835. Guest Lucia C. Stone would be the first to claim Dorothy's spirit wandered the corridors of the estate, but she wouldn't be the only one to have an unexplained sighting during the party. Partygoers named Loftus and Hawkins encountered a woman as they approached their bedrooms to retire for the evening. This wouldn't necessarily be out of the ordinary if it wasn't for the outdated brown dress both described her in. 
Loftus would later on meet the spirit a second time, and his description of the woman's hollow black eye sockets placed in her glowing face supposedly scared some staff members so significantly they quit on the spot. If that wasn't enough, the brown lady's tale was put to the test the following year in 1836. It was then when Captain Frederick Marriott requested to stay in the most haunted room of the hall, the one that contained a portrait of Dorothy on the wall, to prove his theory that the haunting was the result of local smugglers attempting to keep others away from the area. A very Nancy Drew-styled scenario, if you ask me, but the captain was adamant he stay, but not without a loaded revolver kept under his pillow at all times. The following account of his experience was written by his daughter Florence in 1891. After two days of no activity, the captain believed the chance of a sighting was out of the question with his trip coming to a close soon. On the night of the third day, the two nephews of the baronet of the estate stopped by the captain's room to ask him if he'd like to see the new gun in their room on the other side of the corridor that recently arrived from London. Marriott had begun to get undressed for the evening, so he had on only his shirt and trousers, but everyone staying at the hall was already in bed, and the young men assured the captain they would accompany him back to his room after the viewing. Before they left, however, the captain picked up his revolver and joked to the men that he kept it close in case he ran into the brown lady. After their meeting, the men walked back down the corridor to the captain's room when they saw a woman traveling with a lamp further along their path. In an attempt to remain modest, the three stepped into another room until the woman passed, but were able to see her approaching through a crack in the door. As she got closer and closer, the captain was eventually able to make out the intricate embroidering on her brown dress. Taking out his revolver, he was just about to ask the woman why she was there when she stopped directly in front of their door. The figure then raised the lamp, illuminating her features, revealing a malicious, sinister smile. Unafraid, Marriott burst from the room and shot the revolver directly in the woman's face. After doing so, she vanished, leaving only the bullet lodged in the opposite side of the corridor. In our last sighting, we finally find our famous magazine tale. In September of 1936, Country Life magazine was doing an article on Raynham Hall and hired Captain Hubert C. Provind, a London-based photographer, and his assistant Indre Shira to take photos of the property. Mind you, it's 1936, so they're operating with a camera still requiring a cloth to go over the head of the photographer for each photo. The pair had already snapped a shot of the main staircase and were preparing for a second shot when Shira witnessed something unexplainable. A figure made of a, quote, vapory form was taking the shape of a woman right in front of them. Provin was already under the cloth, 
Then with Shira's sharp instruction to remove the lens cap, the photographer snapped a photo while his assistant activated the flash. Once the negative was developed, the photo revealed a wispy image of a woman in a dress descending the stairs. This image was posted in the December 1936 issue of Country Life magazine and became so famous that another article presenting the photo appeared in the January 1937 issue of Life magazine. Today, there have been many more encounters of this spirit, so if you desire to catch a glimpse of the brown lady yourself, pay a visit to Norfolk, and perhaps you'll meet Dorothy on the main stairs. On that note, let's conclude this episode. If you have any suggestions on mamas you'd like me to cover, or a spooky tale to share, please send an email to maliciousmamas at gmail.com. If you're looking for more mamas in your life, follow Malicious Mamas on both Instagram and Twitter. Also, if you could rate, comment, and subscribe to Malicious Mamas on your favorite podcast app, it would really help to get the show out there, and I would greatly appreciate the feedback. Until next time, keep it real, mamas.